All right, I'm here with Rufus Peabody, one of my favorite interactions at Bet Bash. Rufus, welcome to Props and Hops. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, it's such an honor to be having this conversation with you. And uh, since we connected recently at Bet Bash, I'd love to get your take on any highlights and takeaways from the event. Um, I thought it, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it was great to meet so many different people and to see a bunch of um, familiar faces and people that I had met virtually but never actually met in person, such as like, you know, Chris Fargis and, and Alfonso Straffen. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had a fantastic time. Yeah, likewise. I thought it was so cool. And the more I connect with uh, whether it's professional betters like yourself or other people who've just been in the space for a while, the more I get a sense of the impact that networking can really have. And to that end, I'm wondering if you can speak to your own experience, the value that you've seen firsthand from networking and maybe a networking tip that you would recommend to fellow betters. That's, you know, yeah, that, that's a, that's a good point you bring up. I, I think it does matter. It, 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 I guess it's different depending on who you are and what you're trying to accomplish. I guess I've always treated it as just trying to build relationships without any sort of transact, like not transactional or anything like that. Um, like I, I went into bed bash without any sort of goal from networking, but just to meet people and, and you know, you meet people, you build relationships and, you know, you see where it goes. And for, you know, one example of that is a guy like, you know, like I, Captain Jack and and Dan Fabrizio and I um, have started unabated and I met them. Well, I met Captain Jack at a, at this AP ski trip um, a few years back. And I met Dan many years ago at Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, you know, hanging out with other betters. So it's, I guess, you know, you never know like where, you know, or who's going to end up actually um being valuable to you i guess in a professional sense but i i think i mean i just i it's sports betting world's kind of a small world it's a big world in a way but it's also a small world and and i just i mean i there's so many awesome people there's there's a lot of awesome people in the industry there's a lot of all not awesome people in the industry too but but there's a lot of awesome people in the industry and it's just nice to develop friendships with, with people that you share a lot with yeah, totally agreed. And I think that um, that can be a great segue into talking about mental health because connecting with people face to face, I mean, I hadn't been in a setting like that for, you know, what, what the better part of a couple of years. And it was a little surreal, but it was so nice to meet a lot of the good people in the industry. And I know that you've done um, a lot recently to open up about the importance of mental health and all this. And you've had some really good conversations, um, you know, on your own podcast, but the process you've also, you had a great conversation with Rob Pizzola and Johnny at bed stamp on circles off. So I don't want to repeat those conversations too much. Cause I think people can just go back and listen and I'd highly recommend doing so if you haven't already, but to advance that conversation a bit, perhaps I'd love it if you could speak to uh, maybe mental health over the arc of your own betting career and perhaps any systems or framework you have in place right now to maximize your mental health moving forward. So, I mean, mental health is awesome. And and for me, like, I don't know actually the right word to use. Yeah. To use, to describe, I guess what I'm saying. Um, some people have said it's like spirituality or like, I mean, it's like self-awareness, self-improvement, you know, self-acceptance, whatever. It, it, I don't, I don't think it's just, I mean, I guess it falls broadly under, under mental health, but, but I think as a better, you, I think betters understand you you are faced you're forced to understand randomness better than almost anybody on the planet because you deal with it 
day in and day out. And so you, you deal with these things that you, you don't control and they have a big, they can have a big impact on your life. And so you have to find a way to accept that and, and to not stress over what you don't control. And I think it's, it's why there's not a lot of people that it's one reason why there's not a lot of people that they can do this for a living because it, you know, you can get burned out really easily. It's, it's a grind. And if you let it get to you, I mean, it, it, it can be extremely stressful and, and cause a lot of anxiety. And so I think every better has some journey where of, of figuring out how to deal with, with the ups and the downs and the bad beats and everything. And, and, you know, I, my journey has been, um, my, my, my mind is just one journey and it's, it's unique. And I, I do feel like there are some common threads with mine and, and with things that other people have dealt with. And I know, um, I posted, I posted a few Twitter threads on, like I had a thread on self-acceptance last or earlier this month. And, and, and I've talked about like sort of, you know, self-doubt and stuff like that. And, and it's been, it's, it's been really fulfilling to see how many people it resonated with and that, you know, it's my, my story isn't unique by any means. It's just that we don't really, especially as guys, like we're generally not that comfortable talking about this stuff. And it's like, it's, you're supposed to be able to handle this, right? It's like, you know, you're, you're supposed to not get upset at bad beats and stuff like that. And, but it's, it's a challenge and, you know, there's, I'm not perfect at it and it's something I'm going to, you know, going to keep working at. And I mean, and not just that, but in, in general and in everyday life, I mean, I'm, I'm a work in progress and I will be forever, but, um, but I guess it's, betting for a living for 12 years has made me realize well 12 years later that who i am as a person is what defines me not who i am as a better yeah i like that holistic overview it reminds me of a recent conversation i had with the sports cheetah preston johnson and we talked about some things he's doing that can indirectly benefit him as a better and in his own career and it was things like in June, he tried to eat vegan for the whole month or do a lot more exercise. Or he mentioned trying things uh, like cryotherapy. There are things like mental health doesn't have to mean, uh, you know, you're you're sitting on the couch talking to a therapist. And I think that if that works for people, like more people could probably stand to benefit a lot by doing just that. But, you know, you touched on a few different aspects of mental health right off the top. And I like that more holistic approach. It it doesn't have to mean that you're meditating or doing this or that. There are a lot of best practices and a lot of people can kind of pick what works best for them. Because to your point, um, if you're not mindful of that, then burnout has a way of coming for us all. I mean, I know I'm, I feel like I'm just trying to do this podcast and I'm, I'm fortunate to be hosting a new NFL betting show with a couple pretty sharp guys in Vegas right now. Um, but that's what like, you know, a dozen hours a week, it can often turn into much more than that. It feels like it shouldn't, but it becomes time consuming. And then having a day job and a marriage and just other life obligations, um, you know, not even doing this professionally, the burnout feels real at times. And just being mindful of other things that you can do, often breaking away can then refresh and sharpen your perspective when you do get back to the grind. No, you're, you're so right about that. And it is hard. I think when I got started in this industry, it was like the only thing in my life. I moved, I just graduated college. I, you know, moved to a new city. I, you know, I, I was completely career driven. And, and I guess as you get older, your life gets more complicated, especially, I mean, you know, if you're married and you have kids, that's like, I mean, that's like a full-time job right there. Right. Dealing with that. So it, it's, it's, 
it's a challenge to balance everything. And personally for me, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to be talking to my therapist on zoom immediately after, um, immediately after this, this interview. Um, and, and that's been something that's been really valuable to me as a way, like it's helped me understand myself better. And that that's been the value to me, which to me is like, I mean, therapy can be expensive, but to me it is so worth it because like, you know, people pay for a gym membership. Um, but I think in, in physical health is super, super important, but I think mental health is just as important. And, and, and I think that, um, I, I highly recommend, like, I mean, I think having a therapist is a really, really plus EV life hack. Yeah. And I think I might see a parallel parallel here. Let's see if I can bridge the gap from this to unabated, maybe pretty seamlessly. You mentioned people paying for gym memberships, but then the, the, you know, therapy cost could be driving some people away. And I think part of it could be that the gym memberships, like, okay, if you lift for a while, if you run, like you can lose weight, you can build muscle and it's a visible change. You see the it. mental health side of things isn't as visible, but you can really feel it. And, and maybe my parallel I'm thinking of to get us to unabated would be that a lot of people are so into picks and grading whether something wins or yep. loses, but what's less visible in the short term that really holds true in the long run is the process and the quality of information you have. So to that end, I'd love to uh, touch a bit on Unabated with you. I was fortunate to connect with Captain Jack right before Bet Bash, and he gave a great overview of what you guys are doing at a high level. So maybe a little bit more insight into your specific role with Unabated. So Captain Jack is has a much better elevator pitch for for Unabated than I do. So I'm glad that that I don't have to give that. But bef- really quickly, before you said, you, you know, if you go to the gym, you can see the benefits. But with mental health, honestly like you go to a therapist, you might not see any benefit necessarily immediately. Um, but, or, or there's some benefit, but then you like, you know, maybe six months down the line, something happens and you're like, it ties into something you talked about and you're like, Oh wow. Like that, that's, that's been the experience for me. It's like, it, it, these things have like positively come like positively compounded. And, and so, um, and med- we didn't talk about meditation, but meditation and, and I'm really bad about, having a regular meditation practice. I know I need to do it. It's something, you know, that I want to do. I'm just not, but I'm not judging myself for being bad at it. Um, but I, I hear so many people tell me, oh, I could never meditate because my mind is so distracted. Like, you know, I'm never, I would never be able to sit still. And you mean, you know, I'm someone who's like exhibit A for that, but it's more beneficial to someone like that because you're not going to be like a yogi immediately. I'm, I'm never going to be a yogi, but but it, it's like if you go, you know, if you haven't been exercising at all and you start going to the gym, there's going to be a lot more benefit. You're not going to be, you know, world's strongest man or something like that immediately, but you're going to see benefit. You're going to see more of a benefit than you would if you're already really strong and go to the gym. So, um, but to unabated, um, my role with unabated is I'm sort of the head of the head of the data science department, I guess, if you will. Um, I am... I have a lot of, I have this vision for a lot of these products, um, the trading tools, the NFL simulator and um, things that honestly I have, I, I've built my own versions of these over the years in the past for my own betting. And the vision I have is to allow people to, that, that don't necessarily have um, a quantitative background that aren't writing code themselves to be able to sort of quantify their opinions to give them the tools to sort of leverage their opinions and sort of price out things based off of that. And so I, I hope that it's 
like it's not going to make you a winning better on its own, but it's going to allow you to sort of, you know, quantify your opinions and, and sort of do things that you would not be able to do otherwise. Yeah. I like that. It seems like a bit of a choose your own adventure. And um, that's a, that's a good way. Again, in, in the short term, you might have a run of five or 10 picks that do really well and it's pure randomness or do really poorly. And that could also be randomness, but over time, good information, a good process is what holds true. Um, and I think there's a pretty good framework there for people to start to try to, to your point, quantify things that you might feel intuitively, um, but it's a good way to see when the rubber meets the road, how does it hold up? So um, yeah, I, I know I have my uh, beta invite to unabated that I'll be tapping into pretty shortly. So I'm really eager to check it out between what you're doing on the data side, uh, what Jack's also doing on the media side. I think it's a great combination. Um, and, and with that, I'd love to maybe get into a couple of quick hitters here um, that can build on, you know, betting overall. I know it's, it's really specific that some people might be looking for in terms of a use case with unabated, but one general thing I'd recommend to pretty much any better um, is to try to develop a better filter if possible when it comes to gambling Twitter. It can be a really mixed bag. There's a lot of toxicity in the space. You mentioned earlier, like there's a lot of not great people in, in the betting space, but there are a lot of gems. And when you can find them, that often makes all the difference in the world to that end. Um, I'd be curious to hear if there's maybe one or two gambling Twitter follows that you've come across. Ideally, if there's even little to no relationship, but somewhere that you find value and maybe someone you think could deserve a little more attention. That's a good, that's a good question. I haven't actually thought about that. Um, or, but first really quickly, um, sorry, I, I keep like, like deflecting your question and answering something else, but, but I agree with what you're saying about gambling Twitter potentially being toxic. And I think it's, it's like social media in general, you have to go in with an, a certain attitude because it's really easy to get, to get yourself dragged into dragged through into the mud. Um, if you will, I've been guilty of that way more than I would, you know, than I would have liked to. Um, and, and I've been guilty of mudslinging myself and, um, trying to not do that, but it's, you know, it's, you have people with, that are trying to build brands, trying to promote themselves that have egos and, you know, like a, one way to build yourself up is to put somebody else down. And it's like, it happens a lot, obviously, especially when you have anonymous people that can hide on, you know, under the cloak of anonymity, the invisibility cloak. But um, in terms of follows, obviously, I think Jack is a great follow. I think Alfonso Straffen is a fantastic follow. Um, those guys both understand the betting or the, the the business of betting way more than someone like someone like myself. They follow all the news. They they you know if you want to know what's going on in the legal sports betting space, those two um, are fantastic follows. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I haven't spent a ton of time on Twitter lately, but I would just say in general, people that are more positive and like, you know, make you feel, you, you don't want to go on Twitter to feel bad, to feel bad or feel bad about yourself. So I, I would say, um, I mean, for me, I'm trying to be more positive, but, but um, yeah, people that are a little more positive and, and less like tearing other people down. Yeah, I think that's a, a good way to to align with the mental health side of things. Gambling Twitter can have a lot to offer, but also being mindful of the time you spend there. Um, I know sometimes even if I'm getting good information online, uh, I might realize that once I you know put the phone down, um, maybe I'm a little more terse with my wife or not listening as well. 
and I didn't have a negative interaction. I, I just was on the screen. And like, again, with mental health and all this, it's getting the information you need um, to put yourself in the best position you can as a better, but also trying to draw the line where you can and be disciplined to, uh, you know, get away from the screen and, and live the, uh, you know, just the big expansive life beyond that, I guess. So um, one thing that relates to all this, perhaps it doesn't require looking at a screen, um, but using using some good information uh, while we're just doing other things throughout the course of our day. I'd love to get your take on any sports betting podcasts. Maybe same thing as the last question where um, kind of looking for diamonds in the rough here. If any come to mind, I know that like what you're doing with Bet the Process with Jeff is great. And a lot of the bigger sports betting podcasts are already pretty well known. Have there been any that you've come across where uh, maybe they're not getting a ton of play in the space, but they've added value when you listen to them? So this this is going to sound awful, but I actually don't listen to a ton of sports betting podcasts. If if there's somebody that's a guest on a on a show that I want to that that I know well or want to hear their opinion, then I might. But but I've I found it it works better for me to kind of get away from it a little bit because I spend all day dealing with sports betting stuff. It's the same reason that well. I'm in a fantasy football league for the 17th straight year this year, the same fantasy football league. I've never won it. Not once. And I got kicked out of the league for two years, actually. So I guess I'm not, it's not the 17th straight year for me. I guess it's year 15 out of 17, but um, because I wasn't um, attentive enough. Like I didn't, don't worry. I didn't start anybody with a buy or anything, but I wasn't, I wasn't waking up on Wednesday at 4am once waivers cleared to pick up some free agent, you know? Um, because, so for me, I try to, in my spare time, actually listen to things less related to sports betting. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't always that way, but I, for me, that's, I, I need to escape a little bit. I need to try to, like, I'm not very good at having balance in general. And so I, it, I like, I find it helpful, at least a little bit helpful to keep some semblance of balance. There are a ton of great sports betting podcasts out there right now. I mean, um, you know, deep dives, fantastic circles off. Um, you know, I, I don't, I feel like I don't want to start naming podcasts cause then I'm going to leave somebody out, but, uh, but there, there, there's a lot of fantastic content out there and it's, it's so it's, it's amazing where the space has come, you know, cause when, when we started bet the process four years ago, there really wasn't, you know, there, there weren't, there, there wasn't, there weren't really any podcasts covering the, like the analytics side of sports betting. And, and now, you know, there's, there's, you know, it's a, it's very saturated, but there's a lot of great content. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the answers. Both of these last two questions have gotten maybe in the weeds a bit as far as betting goes. And there are some gems to be found in gambling, Twitter and sports betting podcasts. But again, it's holding very true to the mental health side of things of also knowing when to draw the line and escape a little bit. And to that end, we can also weave in the other pillar of this podcast, the hops, because that can be a great escape for a lot of betters and, and people in other walks mm-hmm. of life as well. I know the hops were lacking a bit at Bet Bash. We touched on that briefly when we met. Um, I will say the Yingling Blight Lager came through for me in this situation. I mean, 4% ABV was probably more optimal anyway for hours of networking. Oh, and, and I wouldn't have lasted long with a steady stream of IPAs. But as far as IPAs go, I know that you've cracked open a can of Sip of Sunshine on a previous episode of Bet the Process. And Ooh. that got me perked up. So uh, what have you been enjoying lately on the hoppier side of things? So I think the best beer I've had lately is... Um, this it's foundations brewing in, in, uh, Portland, Maine or Port, somewhere in Maine, Portland area. Uh, they have a, a double IPA. Actually, they call it a main IPA called epiphany. I found it at, at a local store, um, of mine. The, the, the guy that owned the store was 
was like, you have to try this. Like I, I ordered, someone requested it. I ordered it. Um, it's, you know, it's basically, it, it just flies off the shelves and one guy comes in and buys it every day. And I was like, well, damn, you're buying a four pack of an 8% beer every day. That's aggressive. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's like a juice bomb. It's, it's, it's hoppy, but it doesn't, it's not like, it, it's, it's a very, it's a new England IPA. It's, and I prefer the new England IPAs to the, I like the juicier IPAs over the dry IPAs, but I think Yingling, um, Yingling was a great choice for, um, for Beth Bash for sure. <laughs> given, given the amount of time, um, that we were there and drinking. So I should have made a wise choice like you did. Um, I feel like I probably had a few too many IPAs, but I felt it the next morning. I had to get up for an early morning round of golf actually. And mm. <laughs> I was, I was, I was struggling in the front nine, but and the back nine for that matter, my game was struggling in the back nine, but um, yeah. What, what, um, what beers have you had recently that you can recommend for me? Yeah, so when you mentioned, and I'm, now I'm thinking we might need to see if we can arrange a beer trade because my recommendation is more West Coast specific. I was actually talking about it recently with Whale Capper. There is a brewery called Homage, H-O-M-A-G-E. They're in the Chinatown neighborhood of downtown LA, and they just really knock out of the park uh, when it comes to uh, building on their inspiration of the Belgian Lambic Sours. So they do, it's a lot of saisons, but they're more like barrel-aged with all kinds of flavor and nuance usually like 6% beers coming in eight ounce pours. So you can have a couple and, and still be okay. Uh, or if you don't need to drive, you can have more than a couple. And they are just world-class with those saisons. Also doing some really good IPAs on the hazier side. So I feel like that would be up your alley. Uh, yeah, so maybe we'll have to see if we can do some kind of a beer trader. If you ever are in Southern California, um, homage would probably belong pretty high on your radar. I'll have to give it a shot. I'll, I'll be out there. Uh, I'm going to be out West for, for a little bit. Um, this fall, I think so. Definitely. Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, uh, keep that on your radar and I will keep, uh, that foundation brewing IPA in mind. I'll, I'll make sure to note that after we wrap recording, which we'll do in just a sec here. Uh, Rufus, I want to thank you so much for your time. It was such a blast getting to connect at that dash and, uh, to have this conversation. Um, everybody's probably already following you and listening to your podcast, but if you're not, you're missing out big time. So get on it. Follow at Rufus Peabody on Twitter. The podcast is Bet the Process. Also check out unabated.com. Rufus, once again, thank you so much. And I'm already looking forward to meeting again. If you'll be in Vegas for Bet Bash 2, uh, maybe for some more proper, hoppier selections. I'm sure I will. And thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Breaking a gun to a knife, I'll get you killed. Walking out the